Joining us on our morning show right now is the director of the National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases and also the chief medical advisor to President Biden, Anthony Fauci. Good morning and welcome, sir. Uh, Good morning. Thank you for having me. In light of the January 6th hearings, can you compare and contrast your relationship with President Biden and former President Trump? Well, I mean, obviously, they were were very different. I, I don't like to go back and rehash situations that were obviously a bit of a tension between us because of the fact that I had to adhere to what the science and the evidence and the data showed with regard to the dynamics of the outbreak, as well as the use of certain interventions that were not proven uh, by any means to be effective. So I had to do something which was very uncomfortable. I had to publicly clash on certain occasions with the president and or his staff. And I felt I needed to do that because I felt a responsibility, which I still do, both for my own personal integrity and for the the responsibility that I have to the country to make sure that advice that's given is based on solid facts, data, and evidence. The situation of late, uh, although we are in still a very serious problem with COVID, which has spilled over into the current administration, I have the, you know, the free reign to be discussing things purely on the basis of the science and the administration and the communications people allow me to do what I feel is the most important thing for the public health of the country, and that is to speak about the truth. I've always spoken the truth. It's just that I'm encouraged to do that rather than having the intention, the, the tension associated with contradicting the president. I have a great deal of respect for the office of the presidency, and I did not enjoy having to speak out against some of the things the president said. Uh, Right now, that tension is not there. That makes a big difference. And everyone, we're talking with Dr. Anthony Fauci. Uh, You mentioned you were in the news earlier uh, talking about uh, your tenure and whether or not you would retire. Uh, You mentioned, uh, well, you'll be 105 before COVID go away. The question I have for you this morning is, will COVID ever go away? Or will it be something that we'll have to manage in America and the world for the rest of our lives? Well, I'm not so sure for the rest of our lives, but certainly for the seeable future. I mean, if you look at what this virus is, what it's done and what it's capable of doing, uh, we are certainly not going to eradicate this the way we eradicated smallpox for so many reasons. It's a highly transmissible virus. It continues to have variants as it changes over periods of months. And the immunity that's induced against it, unlike diseases like measles and smallpox and polio, where if you get infected or if you get vaccinated, the durability of your immunity is measured in decades, if not lifetime, whereas we know now from sobering experience that the durability of the protection against SARS-CoV-2 or COVID is measured in several months, so we will likely have to over a period of time, perhaps get into a rhythm where you get a booster vaccination, perhaps, I don't know for sure, perhaps every year similar to what we do with influenza. So we are not going to get rid of this completely. Mm -hmm. Hopefully when we do live with it, 
we live with it as a level that's low enough that it does not disrupt the social order the way COVID has done over the last two and a half years. So if you want to talk about something that is, you know, part of a virus that you could live with the way we live with other respiratory viruses, respiratory syncytial virus, common cold viruses, para-influenza, we've got to get the level of virus in the community much lower than it is right now so that ultimately, although we don't eliminate it, it doesn't disrupt us the way this virus has done thus far. In that regard, uh, I talked with Dr. Michael Osterholm, and he says we cannot boost our way to taking care of people around the world. How do we get there? Well, certainly we need a better vaccine. We need a vaccine that has two characteristics that the current ones don't. Even though the current vaccines, we should recognize have been extraordinarily effective in saving lives. It has already saved millions and millions of lives throughout the world. It's estimated that in the United States alone, two million lives have been saved by these vaccines. So we have good vaccines, but we need to do better. We need to do better in vaccines that protect against a whole array of these coronaviruses, not just the one variant that we're dealing with. And we need to have a longer durability of protection. And we need to develop effective vaccines that can delivered through the mucosa, such as the nasal mucosa, because mm-hmm. those types of vaccines, as opposed to one that you get through an injection, has a graded level of protection against infection and transmission. Whereas the vaccines we have now do very well against protecting you against severe disease, but not as well, or at least for a durable period of time, are protecting you against infection, particularly when you have a highly, highly transmissible virus like the BA45 that we're currently dealing with in this country. We started our conversation today talking about the presidents and so forth. Uh, of course, we all know that President Biden is, is dealing with COVID. Uh, is it the teachable moment for Americans and people around the world that uh, we are hearing that it is? Do you see it as a teachable moment when two and a half years we're still trying to get people vaccinated? Well, I think the teachable moment is that anyone and everyone is susceptible to getting infected. And what we need to do is to properly utilize the interventions, the highly effective interventions, such as vaccination and boosting and availability and utilization of antiviral drugs like Paxlovid and other drugs or monoclonal antibodies and testing frequently so that you know if you are infected to get into the proper care and to protect others particularly family members and susceptible individuals, so that you don't inadvertently affect them, infect them, if in fact you don't have any symptoms. The fact that the president, who has gone about his daily business as president, unfortunately, but not surprisingly, did get infected, Mm -hmm. but he's vaccinated, he's doubly boosted, and he's on a very good drug, and we anticipate that he will do very well. 
finally, Dr. Fauci, uh, we know that you've come through a bout of COVID, and you've also mentioned uh, right on the heels of that that uh, you're not retiring any time soon. What can America expect uh, with your career? What are your plans at this time, if you'd like to share those with us as a final thought? Well, I want to just correct that I had said that I would almost certainly not be in the federal government after January 2025, and that I will be considering stepping down and proceeding to the next phase of my career anywhere between now and January 2025. I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. I'm in the middle of being too busy with what (laughs) we're doing, but I think the incorrect thing is retire. I don't intend to be going off and playing golf or sitting around (laughs) reading the newspapers. I fully intend that I will pursue the passion that I have now is being an inspiration for and teaching and mentoring younger people in the arena of science and public and global health. So this idea of retire is really a wrong terminology. Whether I am still in the federal government or not, I have not decided that yet but I certainly am going to go on with my professional pursuits. Uh, Finally, you mentioned inspiration. You want to be an inspiration. Can you give a word of inspiration? We primarily serve communities of color with our radio station. Can you give uh, a word of inspiration for folks who are still on the fence about whether or not to take this vaccine to protect themselves and those around them? Yes, I I want to give a message to to our brothers and sisters in the the minority communities is that We know from overwhelming data that the likelihood of a person who's unvaccinated and even unboosted to having a severe outcome leading to hospitalization and death is overwhelmingly more likely for an unvaccinated person than for a vaccinated person. And this is particularly true because many members of minority communities, African-Americans, Hispanics, and others, have underlying conditions to a greater degree than others, such as hypertension and diabetes and asthma. So it's very important for everyone, but particularly members of minority communities to get vaccinated and when your time comes to get boosted. That would be my very strong message to those people that I really do care about. That's Dr. Anthony Fauci. I can't thank you enough for being with us this morning and joining us here on KMLJ. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure.